I'm not usually on that wavelength, but it's undoubtedly worked in her case, and that may be something that resonates with some of the people out there. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the Autoresponder Guy. I'm here with David Allen. Now, uh, David's on the podcast, I think, uh, a couple of weeks ago to talk about magic and how he you know, sort of went traveling, became a digital nomad, you know, taught himself how to do magic tricks. Uh, and became a street magician and then used that to then get into copywriting and told his story of you know Gary Howard and a bunch of things like that. So we're not going to get into the story today, but I wanted to get uh, Dave back just to talk about a couple of different things. And part of the reason for that is that you may, you may have noticed that I haven't been doing and releasing a lot of podcasts lately uh, in the last few months, and that's just because I've been focused elsewhere. So what I thought is I get someone really awesome like Dave to come on and and because you know uh, who's really passionate about the podcasting and wants to to sort of. Keep it going, basically. And uh, Dave was keen. So uh, so here we are. We're going to do a few interviews where it's me and him. And then eventually, uh, he'll probably start doing some interviews on his own. I, I have a good feeling about that. So fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. It's, it's going good so far. And we're, and we're getting along good. And, of course, John's a great guy. And, yeah, I'm just happy to be here to help. And it's a good opportunity. Cool. Cool. It's good to have you. Now, um, we're going to talk. We've got a few different things to talk about. And we'll split these up into different episodes. But the first thing is being that it's so pertinent and so timely right now, let's talk about Donald Trump. And the topic (laughs) or the idea that I've got written down here is uh, Donald Trump's Guide to Winning Friends and Influencing People. A little play on the the old book. So now just to to put some some things in context, I haven't barely followed this, not because I don't care about it. I just know that if I do start reading about it, I'll, I'll probably spend all day every day learning about Donald Trump and reading about it and getting mad or getting into arguments or whatever. So I've avoided it and just chosen to sort of get the updates from other people who are much more into it, which it sounds like you've been, because you're in the States right now, right? You've, you've probably been yeah. around this a lot more. You're much more familiar with it. Well, I, I didn't really like go out of my way to like study. I've been familiar with Donald Trump. I read his book, Art of the Deal, you know, many years ago. And uh, he was always just sort of a fascinating character. You know, he really had some extremely interesting things happen in his business career and his ability to seemingly bounce back from uh, his own mistakes and his bankruptcies and so forth was always sort of intriguing to me. And so when he started running for president, you know, it seemed pretty preposterous, I think, to a lot of people. But, you know, having the prior successes that he did have, you know, uh, I actually bet a friend of mine some some money uh, that he would win uh, way back at the very beginning. So, and the reason I did that is because I, I really sort of understood quickly, I think, that although I may have not agreed with what he was saying specifically, the way he was going about campaigning was essentially the a way you do good marketing. And so I thought he was really taking advantage. And he's just a master at that kind of stuff. You know, he's uh, obviously he's got his name everywhere on all these buildings and he's built all these things. And people know who he is. He's a, le- he's a celebrity. So he knows how to get his name out there. And so I think there's a number of strategies where you don't have to necessarily agree with Donald Trump, you don't have to agree with what he said, you don't have to take in any of the content in his messages, but how he delivered stuff and how he went about finding the people who would elect him and, and how that turned out, which was successfully, it's a lot of important marketing lessons, I think, for people out there, and especially for freelance 
copywriters who are looking for to find their certain niche and their clientele, it can be very helpful. Right. So I think there's that. I mean, that's interesting to probably make that worth making the distinction that, yeah, regardless of whether you like the guy or agree with him, which is probably not particularly relevant here, it's we just want to talk about like what I mean. Here's a guy who's not a not really a politician. You know, he's, right. he's a billionaire, he's a businessman, he's an entrepreneur. You know, he's a deal maker, and um, and yet he managed to to beat out you know other you know probably more experienced politicians, people who may have been you know more legible or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and so he's done something, you know, sort of beaten the odds, you might say, quite uh, in quite an interesting way. So what's interesting is, like, I think there's a lot of articles out there that sort of deconstruct some of, um, you know, the strategies he used, the, the, the tips and the tricks and things like right. that. Maybe it would be interesting to talk about, like, the sort of the mindset he has. And so you can – because I think that's partly where people fall down is it's easy to go and search the internet for, how, you know, how to do X, Y, Z, how to write a sales page, for example. What's harder – is how to develop the right, I guess, attitude or mindset yeah. or belief system that allows you to execute upon that. Because finding the system, you know, going to the gym and stuff is pretty easy as far as, you know, you get in the car or bike or whatever, go to the gym, train, come home. But a lot of people find it really hard to get off the couch and do that. And, you know, whether it's their self-image or something like that, something in their brain is not um, – you know, is making it just hard for them to go and execute on that. So I think what would be, what would be really interesting, instead of talking about like, well, here's five things Donald Trump did, which you know you can get right. from all over the place. Maybe just have, you know, have a bit of a philosophical conversation about like where, how does how does he think as a whole, and and how right. could one adopt the same style of thinking and you know strategizing in life in general, and you can apply that to copywriting or you can apply that to anything else. How does that sound? That sounds great. So, what do you think? I mean, what, it sounds like you know a bit more about this than I do. What, like, tell me about Donald Trump in, in the context of these politics, not so much what he necessarily did, but how he thinks. Well, it seems to me, having never met Donald Trump personally, of course, <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame because I would be able to like be able to speak to it more uh, with more definitive nature, perhaps. But from what I have seen and read and heard and witnessed in this most recent campaign, is that clearly Donald Trump you know, thinks a lot of himself. And a lot of people, you know, they take that as an arrogance. Other people say he's just extremely confident. That's, you know, it depends on your perspective. But part of the problem with uh, getting freelance clientele, especially when you're in the beginning, is you don't really believe in yourself. You, a lot of people have trouble. I think we spoke to this very briefly on the last episode, was a lot of people have this deserving issue where they don't feel like they paid their dues. And they don't feel, you know, enough dues, perhaps in some cases, people go on for years doing that and never get anywhere. And so Donald Trump, doesn't, I don't think he ever had that problem, you know, from the very small, uh, you know, uh, very sort of, you know, I hate to say small beginnings because I think his, his dad set him up in the early stages with a lot of money to, to start his career. But, you know, he never doubted his decision making. And it reminds me very much of uh, there's a movie which people may have seen, and this may maybe could, uh, give it more clarity. Uh, I think the movie's called U-571, and it's a submarine movie about World War II and the capturing of the uh, Enigma decoding device that the Germans were using to communicate. And in that thing, you know, all, all heck fire breaks loose. You know, they end up on a German, the, the Americans end up on a German submarine, that they have to commandeer because their submarine is, is sunk. The captain is killed, and so the second-in-command guy is now the captain. And when the leftover people who are still alive, they ask him, they look to him for the leadership because now he's the captain and he doesn't have an answer. And so one of the other senior officers pulls him aside and says, you have to have an answer whether you have one or not. 
because that is a submarine captain. You know, so for people out there who are doing freelancing, uh, there's kind of this idea of like fake it till you make it. I'm not say, you know, I'm not saying fake everything, but if you don't have confidence in what you're doing, you have to believe in yourself first before other people can believe in you. It's like it's like an old NLP thing where they talk about go first. It's you know, if you don't you don't think you can do this kind of stuff, and you're not going to be able to find those clients who really want to invest in you because that just comes it comes off like stink on a monkey. You know, that you don't believe in yourself. So Donald Trump never had that problem, I don't think. I'm sure his father believed in him and he gave him the money. And he's believed in himself ever since to, like, dizzying degree. What's interesting is actually that you bring that up. Like, um, it was just mentioned that I spoke to uh, Anders Ericsson this week, which is the leading scientist on, you know, elite performance and how to learn, you know, anything really. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that story in a future, sort of, you know, where that interview came from. It won't be on the podcast, unfortunately, but um, fascinating guy. And one of the things he mentioned, because he's, after, sorry, after the interview, he sent me a chapter to a book that he hasn't published yet. And, and in this chapter, he, he explained that when you look at sports people, like, uh, you know, people training for the, for the Olympics or to be, you know, elite musicians, like a viol, you know, viol, violin soloist or something like that, they've actually found, and you can back this, like, you know, with the research, that... You've got to be able to do, you know, apply what's called deliberate practice, which is very focused uh, practice, you know, exercises that target your weaknesses, which is, gen- you know, generally not fun. It's quite uncomfortable because it's hard. Uh, but the the thing they've noticed though is that when you survey the the sort of the you know the competitive landscape in whatever field you're in, and you kind of look at, you know, where are other people at? Do I have a chance to beat them? Apparently, if you don't believe that you can beat them at some point in the future or at least reach their level, you are, I don't know how much more likely, but you're a lot more likely to give up and, and therefore not execute. So part of part of doing, uh, you know, you know, sort of reaching whatever, the, you know, the goal is, whether it's, you know, freelance copywriting or building a huge business or whatever it is, is you have to believe uh, that it's possible or your brain literally, there must be some way the brain works that unless you can... Um, whether you believe it because, you know, just on faith or whether you've figured out, because I think in most cases, unless you want to be like a basketball player and you're, you know, really short or really old, then obviously that's not going to happen. Most things, the research tends to show that if you're able to invest the time uh, in deliberate practice, in certain types of practice, you can become a master of anything. It, it does take a lot of time. So if you start with that assumption, then then you can believe that, let's say, with copywriting, instead of kind of being like, well, I'm not going to get there, I don't believe I can make it, you can say, well, no, it's not about that. It's not it's not like this unequivocal, uh, unequivocal you can't do it or I can't do it. It's more a case of, well, right. maybe I can't do it right now, but if I apply a certain amount of you know time and energy in this area, whether it's learning copywriting itself, so writing out sales letters by hand and reading books, or whether it's going to meetups, you might say, well, all right, well, you know, maybe I can't, you know, just click my fingers and happen. But if I go to, a, you know, one meetup a week for the next year, something's probably going to happen. And you're going to get data through that process that's going to enable you to improve the way you engage in those, you know, interactions. And so you really, it's just interesting that I, I found that the research really backs up this idea that you have to believe that it's possible. Otherwise, you just won't even try. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a very interesting point. And I think, you know, if you're talking about someone like a Donald Trump, then he probably believed that very, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming he believed it very easily, probably because his dad was quite successful too and so forth, and he was sort of surrounded by that kind of stuff. And as a result, he probably believed it extremely possible to rise to those levels in some of the deals he made early on in his career, um, which were, you know, sort of landmark uh, deals, really drove that home, I bet, to the thought he could do anything. And he, years ago, I remember he said he was... You know, he, he would uh, 
uh, think about running for president one day, almost jokingly, but I'm sure in the back of his mind somewhere he probably had considered it, you know? Right. So what's, um, I think what will be interesting here then is to, to stay on the topic and kind of go, well, like if I was listening to this and I was just getting started or if I was sort of in the throes of building a business and maybe struggling a bit, I'd be like, well, that's great. You know, that's great that I have to believe that and I have to be confident. But the fact is, I'm not. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm depressed. Right. Or when I go to these meetups, I'm nervous. And, like, I'm a nervous wreck. I can't, you know, I, I just sort of, I can't express myself. Like, I'm just terrible at this. So, like, yeah, it's great if you like that, if you're Donald Trump and your dad gives you millions of dollars and you're brought up to believe in yourself. What if you don't? What if you, um, you know, what if you lack confidence? What if you are nervous? How does one go about developing? Because that's really the, the, the key question is if you can develop that, then you have enough confidence to go and figure out, you know, the tactical things you need to do to get there. But if you can't develop this belief in the first place, then, you know, you're not going to go and do that other stuff. So it's sort of like, how do you, I mean, how do you personally think? Because you've, I mean, you've been a street musician. I would be, I'd be pretty scared or terrified. I think most people would have going to like a random shopping mall setting up a little magic table and doing some tricks and stuff so like i'm sure you've got some interesting insights on how the hell one develops this sort of self-belief yeah you know it's an interesting thing because i think for for a lot of it and this might not help anybody but for in terms of where i got that from or the belief that i could do whatever it is i set out to do i think i got it basically from my father my father was very extroverted and sort of a man about town. And when I grew up, and he, we lived in a quite a small town of about 10,000 people, and like everybody knew him. And so I think a lot of my personality came from mimicking his personality as I grew up. And so I, he had a natural confidence about him. And probably through watching him, I sort of saw how people, how he was, and then how people reacted to how he was. So if you're looking for people, I mean, you may not want to model for specifically Donald Trump, perhaps, but if you look at people who are very successful, they have a very easy way about them. You know, uh, they're not the, necessarily the flashiest person or whatever. They're often the people who are just very calm and composed and just go about it. And they don't think it's a big deal. Everything's a big deal. You know, some of the richest people I've met are very, uh, you know, in terms of financial success, are very down to earth and don't talk a whole lot about what they're up to. You know, they just kind of think it's just another thing, and they don't make a big deal out of it. Now, for, I have seen other entrepreneurs, though, and I'll give you a good example for people who may want to look this up, and we'll put this in the show notes, is there's a, a lady by the name of Kat Laterzo, and I interviewed her for my podcast a couple months ago, and she's doing very well for herself. And what she does, and this may be something more practical, I've never done this myself, but it seems to work very well for her and the people that, a lot of her students, is uh, she does the daily affirmation thing, where she journals, and she writes down where she wants to be. You know, and she reflects on that every day. And I've heard other people in other fields, aside from uh, you know uh, making money like sports and other things, do the do the very same thing. And so that may be something that people want to look into, because she talked about that a lot of my podcasts, how she would write down exactly how much money she wanted to make and so forth. And you know what? After a couple of years of doing that, she's exactly at that level. Right. So it's it's pretty weird to you know that's kind of a, almost like a woo woo type thing. And I'm not I'm not usually on that wavelength but it's undoubtedly worked in her case and that may be something that resonates with some of the people out there i would say you know for me personally the way i've gone about sort of getting into different things is to sort of small chunk it and move along getting just barely better as you're going along you know so like for me i started with email so i didn't start by writing along sales pages or doing videos or you know any of that kind of stuff i started writing emails and I learned from uh, Matt Fury. So I wrote 
you know, those like daily emails. And that's how I, I got into copywriting. And, and that's kind of a interesting way to get into it because, you know, you're, you're taught like a conversational tone, all that kind of stuff. And then you get, as you get more, you know, better at that, it's exactly how you write those other, other things. So it had a direct correlation and you became more confident that you're able to write those. And so when it came to write the longer things or things that are more robust or different uh, in different media, then it was a lot easier because you were familiar with it and your confidence was high at that point. Mine was anyways. So you got to look at those maybe small wins too. It doesn't have to be you hit a home run, you know, for <laughs> for Agora or somebody and, and <laughs> everything goes, you know. And I don't ever, when I think about copywriting for myself and freelance copywriting, I never like aspired to be like John Carlton or somebody, you know. It was always like I just wanted to learn how to copyright so I could be successful for myself. You know, so maybe, you know, there are people out there, I'm sure, who do want to be the next John Carlton or Gary Halbert, some of these big name copywriters or write for some of those high end uh, direct mailers and so forth. But for me, it's just something, I, another tool, another skill. And so, you know, you look, you look around at some people and maybe this is helpful for people. You know, I le I've learned several things throughout my life, of course, like how to do magic, and how to do street magic, which was another set of skills, how to play the guitar a bit, various things. In all those cases, uh, I usually looked around at people who were doing it and thought to myself, perhaps even arrogantly, if that person can do it, surely I can. You know, so you got to have a, you know, I had a, maybe a little belief in myself that I, I was smart enough to get the job done. And I think if you honestly look in the mirror, a lot of people who, who listen to this, you, you can do this. This is not, uh, you know, maybe needs to have the mystique wiped away a little bit. If other people like John and myself and other people you've heard on this show can do this kind of stuff, surely you can do it too. I, for one, believe in them. <laughs> Nobody else does. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the thing to keep in mind is that, like, the woo-woo stuff's interesting. You mentioned that it's some of this seems a bit woo-woo, like some of the yeah. you know, affirmations might seem a bit woo-woo, but... You know, what's interesting is I've lately been reading about um, a great book called uh, Sapiens and the sequel to that Homo Deuce, which uh, both really, really fascinating and talking about sort of what's coming nice. in the future with you know, artificial intelligence and all of that. And, but basically, the, the, the current scientific understanding of the way the brain works is that it's a collection of algorithms. It's, it's basically a really, really complex computer. And so when you, when you say like a person says, well, I can't do something, you could look at that as a software problem. You've basically got a you know, a via computer virus in the brain that, that's saying that you can't do it. Because the reality is, if you look at the data behind why people are good at guitar or good at magic or good at anything, the data pretty much uh, unequivocally says that, like I said before, if you can invest the time in, in, in proper practice, it's called deliberate practice, into, um, into doing it, you can do, you can do basically... Uh, anything, and so you've really got to like. If, if you don't believe that, if you're like, well, I can't, I can't, you know, be more extroverted, or I can't become a copywriter, or I just can't be good at sales because I just don't like talking to me. Like anything, any I can't. I think you've got to accept that it goes generally goes against the entire scientific establishment. That because what you're saying is that like when you say I can't do something, it's not just yeah, maybe you know you could put this down to like oh low self-esteem and let's go see a therapist about it, but I don't know if that's really gonna. <laughs> That's really going to help because you're just focusing on the right. problem. What you need to sort of understand is that that you can do anything. Given the time, of course, you can't do everything because there's just not enough time to do everything. But given if you were able to put in the time to, to, to learn something or to practice something, to become better at something, you can pretty much do anything you want. And that's a fact. And so I think yep. if you start with that, then you can kind of start to adopt this mindset that when your brain starts spitting out, oh, I can't do it, or I'm nervous, or something like that, instead of that being a, a story in your head that's, that's going to stop you from doing whatever it is you want to do, 
it becomes sort of a, um, like, oh, wow, okay, this is an error in the code in my brain, in the programming in my brain. Now, let's basically, we need to work with it and change it. And that's when you bring in, say, daily affirmations or meditation is another thing. Or, you know, what I do a lot, what I found to be, I don't know how to explain it, like, just extremely valuable over the last year for me has been, you know, I'll meditate. But then after I meditate, I think this is really the key, is figuring out what I want, which starts at a feeling. So, like, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll start to visualize, well, you know, I was thinking about what, what Mark Cuban feels like when he said, if I died tomorrow and could come back as anyone in the entire world, I'd come back as me. I was like, I want to feel like that about my life. And so when I, you know, after I finish meditating each morning, I sit there and I, I, what I try to do is sort of just bring up that feeling and just sit with it for a few minutes. And that sounds really weird, like what the, you know, like what the hell is that going to do? But I, I just, I think that is one of the, it's such a small thing, but I think that's one of the biggest things that's made the last 12 months, the last year has been just absolutely incredible on a personal fulfillment and satisfaction level. Um, right. But, and I think a large part or a big part of it is due to that, that sort of exercise. So I don't really think it's woo-woo now. I think it's more about like, yeah, your brain software and what, we, what the, right. all these exercises are doing, different ways of sort of, you know, hacking into the brain and changing the software. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. Now, I have a book that I have yet to read, so I can't really comment on this, but another magician by the name of uh, Richard Wiseman, and for people out there who want to look this up, he has a new book out, and it is, it is about the whole fake it till you make it thing. Hmm. Now, I have not – I can see it. It's mocking me. I, <laughs> I love that. I'm <laughs> waiting, waiting for me to listen to it because I bought the audio book. But I have yet to – so maybe in a future podcast, I'll report back with what that said because I have a feeling that he'll have some interesting things to say. And he's always uh, – his presentations and some of the stuff I've seen from him at uh, certain magic conventions and stuff has been uh, all about the mind and, and those kind of ideas. So – won't help us today, perhaps, but I will. I uh, will report back with what I find out, and uh, that'll, I'm sure, lead down other paths. That if people out there are struggling with their confidence, uh, we can help them out. Perfect. Cool. All right. Well, I think we're. Um, yeah, let's keep it nice and tight. We're right around uh, the 20 minute mark. So let's wrap it up here. Uh, if obviously, if you want to learn more about the show, you can go to themcmethod.com. And uh, if people want to learn more about you or get in touch, how do they do that? Uh, you can go to uh, makewordspay.com. Uh, there is a, uh, a sort of a landing page there of sorts, I'm told, uh, which I checked out the other day. So they're still working on the main site, but you can get in touch with me. You can jump on the email list there. I believe there's also a, uh, an email thing to, to email me personally. So if they want to get in touch, by all means, I'd love to hear from people from this show because it's uh, you know probably people I don't know yet because you have audience and so forth and I'd love to get to know some of the people who listen to this on a regular basis awesome our links in the show notes at themcmethod.com thanks for coming on the show once again Dave awesome thank you John hey everybody thanks for listening if you want to discover more insider tips tricks and secrets about driving sales with email marketing sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.